0: seven days a week, 24 hours a day, my radio contact.
1: This week's Devil Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxson, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. On the show this week, as
0: ever, we have Paul Whiteside, right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay, mate? How's your week been, mate? Yeah, good, good. It seems a long time ago, doesn't it, since our last game, last Friday. It's late for us to record a podcast isn't it? on a Friday night, but I'm doing all right, mate. I'm looking forward to a couple of days off work and a Sunday afternoon match itself, but It seems ages since we played an home game, doesn't it? So uh, I'm looking forward to going down to the AJ Bell on uh, Sunday.
1: Yeah, I've had a great week, Paul. My uh, wife's uh, cafe, uh, finished runner-up in the uh, Raring to Go Awards in the Oldsroom and Sale, which is fantastic. Second best cafe slash restaurant in the area. But, well, that's what they, they say anyway, which is quite amazing, really, for all the effort she's put in uh, over the last few months. So I think it's uh, a brilliant thing.
0: I'm pretty sure she, the, you're the, the best rod to be honest I don't know Is it, was it rigged that vote I mean, every, time, every time I've been down, and had a cake and I've really enjoyed it so uh, we'll have to come down and see you soon but no congratulations and uh, well done to cake because I know you two work really hard don't you that so uh, well done big well done
1: yeah. so happy days Molly Graves Vintage Tree Molly, tea could be the next big thing hopefully it'll grow and grow just like this podcast has
0: done Certainly mate, yeah, you might be sponsoring, uh, sponsoring Solford in a few years, you have the Bolly Greys on the front of the shirts, that'll be alright, wouldn't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it would, So, what have we got on this week's show, Paul? What we're going to do, we're going to look back at the defeat against Hull, uh, we're going to look at all the big news coming out of Solford Devils this week, uh, we've got the amateur Report, your amateur Report looking at all our local sides, and then we're going to preview the game against Wakefield on uh, Sunday. So what shall we do, shall we start with the, uh, the defeat against uh, Hull?
0: Yeah, we better add,
1: don't we? Cool. So we'll start with the early defeat against Hull last Friday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and
2: this
1: is your big match review. So, so for Devils defeated away at Hull FC. 35 points to 32, Paul. Another close defeat. Um, obviously, a few mistakes in that first half gave Hull a bit, a bit of a lead. Um, but we fought back I thought uh, but just unfortunately ran out of time
0: Yeah we did it was a poor start again wasn't it 18 points to nil down in the opening 15 minutes of the match you know three, those three back to back tries that, that Holt scored you know, really put us on on the on the back foot. Really, we were chasing the game, and you credit them. I think they offloaded the ball well. You know, Albert Kelly played really well. Max Knee as well. The two backs linked up well. The back Jamie Shaw came in the line. He he looked at, looked good, and and Jake Connor as well. They've got some some cutting edge players there, the Hull FC, and uh, you know they did the. Um, we struggled to to deal with them early on. A real fast start from. I think that's what we've got to do. We've got to start. Start games as as we as we finish games. You know we can't afford to keep giving teams a lead you No know, credits as we come back in the second half. And probably unlucky not to to win the game really in a, in a match we never looked like winning. So it was a really strange game, very strange second half. And I think if the game would have gone on another five minutes, we probably would have sneaked the, the match. But Hull FC deserved to win. I thought I thought they were the better better side all round. And yeah, a disappointing start to the game again. We g- gave ourselves too much to do. Yeah, Salford, La-
1: Salford Red Devils lineup was as follows. 9 levers at fullback: Ken Seo, Chris Welland, Christian Inu, Jake Bibby, Robert Louis, Jackson Hastings, uh, Daniel Murray, Joe Lusick, Gil Dudson, Josh Jones, George Griffin and Greg Burke. On the bench for Salford, Tyrell McArthur, Paulie Parlay, Adam Walker and Logan Tompkins. Like we said, we had chances though, Paul, even before Hull scored, well, I'm at a half a chance and it was kind of a story all night that we'd have an opportunity and then they'd go and up, the end, up the other end uh, and make, uh, make the difference
0: well yeah certainly for the large majority of the game I thought Hull were a lot more clinical than we was, they took their chances didn't they and then especially in the first half and then towards the end of the first half when we got that, that, that lead I think we were 24-6 up at one point after about half an hour and then Bibby got that try for us they start, sort of opened the door for us then we made a few mistakes in centre field, their completion rate dropped off and they, they sort of took the foot off the gas really and, and credit to us we stepped up and we got a couple of tries and Gave us a bit of a foothold in the game, but they always seemed to have us at arm's length, didn't they? And there was a try, I think, um, No No Largo scored with about fourteen minutes to go the uh, the winger for Holt. And he ran at Ken Cio, And I thought CO looked like he picked an injury up there. I an no, oh, he left the field, and it was unfortunate that because that try ultimately. You know, sealed sealed the match for Hull FC. So yeah, it was a it was a good game. It was a good, exciting game. But there was there was disappointing aspects to the game. And Ian Watson was fuming after the, the game with with certain parts of it, especially our, our defence and you know the attitude. He he, he called it really didn't he? So, uh, so yeah, there's a lot to work on, Rob. There's a lot to work on. You know, going into this game on on Sunday. But no, it was it was disappointing to be on the wrong end of another narrow defeat because we were talking up to a few of the other people after the game and um, after the press conference and. Um, you know the amount of games we've lost this season by a couple of points. Now I mean, the Saints game was by two. You know the, the whole I game, Magic by two. The Magic th- this game by three. So, you know, you're winning some of these matches, and you're right up in the top three or four of the table, aren't you? So it's it's fine margins really. And uh, you know if we can get that right, we've got every chance of finishing in that top five. Part of me
1: kind of get, takes great hope from that, though, Paul. That we are in games, aren't we? Every week we're competing. Yeah. If we are getting beat, then it's only by the odd point, but. How long can you go? Keep going to the well before you have to drink the water. You know what I'm saying? Before you drop off and realise it's not going to be, you know, your day. I'm just hoping the boys can keep this kind of a process up. Keep mentally right. Keep going and keep going. Hopefully, we'll get to a game where you know we 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 win uh, in these type contests.
0: We've got to come out firing Rob, we've got to come out firing against Wakefield and start well, because if you look back to the Saints game, we, we was chasing that game You know, 16-0 down, we did incredibly well to come back in that one, the whole KR game we had a really slow start at Magic, and the, this Hull FC C game were 18-0 down in the first quarter, so we've got to start well now, and if you look at Hull FC, they're they no mugs, they're third in the table, they had an excellent win last night away at Castleford, on the, the Thursday night match on the telly, I was listening to that on the radio and they sounded like they played really well, particularly the second half. So, they're no mugs. So, I mean, perhaps the, perhaps sometimes we're a bit too hard on, on the players, you know, losing their home by a couple of points. I think it was just the manner of it, really. That's what Ian Watson was a bit miffed about, wasn't he? You know, talking about the first half and the way we'd started the game. And he, he more or less said, you know, if we'd have played the full 80, like we did the last 20, we'd have won the game comfortably. So, um, I think there's, there's hope there for us Rob I think there definitely is and as we've said m- many weeks now on the podcast the top five is definitely up for grabs I mean you've got three sides now with Hull, Warrington and Saints that are pulling away a bit but places four and five and particularly place five is, is definitely up for grabs you know Castleford losing last night so this game against Wakefield on Sunday now becomes pivotal because the winner of that one is, is really on the tail of Castleford in fifth
1: Yeah, uh, I spoke to Daniel Muller, Daniel Murray Greg Burke and Adam Walker after the game and this is what they have to say yeah. So I'm joined by uh, Greg Burke. Another close defeat must be frustrating for you.
2: Yeah, definitely. We started uh, poorly, to be honest. That's what's costed the game. Um, didn't start well at all. They got on top. Four and all, it was eighteen nil down. It's just too much of a gap. Well, obviously, then second half was twenty points to seven. And you know, the try that they scored was due to so obviously one of our boys going down injured, and they got through. But you know, so again, it's the start that's killed us, and you know, that's something that we need to address as you know the team because. It's, that wasn't good enough uh, obviously great you know still showing that fa- that fighting character to be you know within you know, end of the day we've lost on goal kicks but that's not we'd, we'd, that's not the reason we've lost we've lost because we've didn't start great and that's, that's what's punished us yeah obviously you're in another close game yeah. you know
1: you've had a few again this season is it is it a team thing or is it a personal thing or is it a bit of both
2: uh, Um I don't know either I think I think that's the problem I think we anything, I think we just need to start believing we're, we're, we're better than we're showing, because we are. Um, like I said, we started the season like on fire, and we're sort of. It's as if we're sort of just shy of taking that next step, really, and starting. Because I the day we've shown sure better that we're still a good team, we just need to start like a good team. If we start like a good team, we'll win the Yeah, exactly. We've got a, awesome. got a few
1: good games coming up. Yeah. Hopefully, we can turn these losses into wins and keep going up that table. Yeah, that's the
2: one. I mean, obviously, tonight was a big opportunity with, you know, with sort of drifted a bit away from, from the fifth spot, but again, what you just said there, we've got, we've got some good games that, at the end of the day, it's a challenge, we've just been given the challenge there to sort of um, turn it around the way we're playing, and um, obviously we've got a good, good game, it's right we've got a big turnaround, so we've got plenty to do this week, and that's the one we've just got to, the end of the day, we've got a bit better, that's the main thing, End of, end of talking and start to do, really. So I'm joined by Adam Walker. Tough defeat, that. Yeah, it's very tough. Um, pads, uh, especially with results coming so close. Yeah, obviously, a little bit close
1: defeat. You know, you had a few of them this season so far. But obviously, you're getting closer. You know, you can get in competition in games. And that must be a good thing.
2: Yeah, closer and good enough at the minute, though. You know, these are the losses you look back on at the end of the season. And these are ones that knock you out of the playoffs. So we need to win these games.
1: Yeah, obviously, games to come. Winnable ones. I'm sure we're going to turn the corner and win a few.
2: Yeah, we definitely need to, you know we're I mean, so I'm sure we'll bounce back next week. Cheers, big thanks talk to us with Denville Detail.
1: So I'm joined by Daniel Murray, another tough defeat, yeah. another one we have to kind of swallow but we're going
2: to have to grow shortly. It's certainly not good enough from our start to uh, patches in the middle, we didn't finish our sets well and yeah, we it killed us to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, obviously, you know, being a player on the field, is it, is it something you can sort of look at as a team and think, how oh, we can fix this?
2: Or? It's both, really. It's probably individual, collectively, as a team, so you're doing your role for the team, so it's probably both, really, if I'm going to say that. Yeah,
3: oh, we've got a few games to come, yeah. all winnable ones. If we can get a few yeah. W's
1: along the way, we can go up, and up yeah, that well, table.
2: Speaking in the change rooms after that, we don't want to see that again. We don't, it, Our actually got questioned and... We don't want to be speaking about our attitude ever again this year, so yeah, that, that's probably the lowest we've been, and the only way is up.
1: So that was Adam, Adam Walker, Greg Burke, and Daniel Murray Paul. Um, all three, obviously, very frustrated with the results. Ian Watson, obviously, put a flea in everyone's ear at half time. Um, and like you said before, we got a response in that second half, but it's all about playing like that for 40 minutes, er, for 80 minutes, isn't it? Not 40.
0: Well, that's right, yeah, and, you know, I think Ian Watson was disappointed in, in the end of the game as well, I mean, if you look at that, we had a lot of momentum there scoring those late tries, and 35-32, there was a good, there was over a minute left there when they kicked off Hull, and we made a right mess of the, of the kick-off, a real porridge of it, didn't we, I, I can't remember who's edited it, now it bounced off Willem, I think it was, or, I can't I think remember now it was, I think was it Lucy, yeah. sorry, yeah, and, and yeah. it went, it went um, over the dead ball line, didn't it, well, you've got to do better than that, you know what I mean, a lot of sides in Super League would have, would have carried. It. You imagine St Helens there; they'd have won that game, wouldn't they? And you know, teams have done it to us in the past. You get the momentum, and you've got to do better than that. And to me, it was a poor end to the game out there. But no, we left ourselves too much to do. And you know, the, it, it, what was it? Thirty-five. I can't remember what it was though. No. Thirty-five sixteen, wasn't it? With about ten minutes to go. Yeah. So we've, we've come right back in there with, with, with those tries, and the sin binning was. Um, it was like a pivotal change in the game. Chris Green and Adam Walker getting to bill And then about 30 seconds later, Josh Griffin got sent off. So a lot happened there in that last five minutes, didn't it? Sort of two yellow cards, a red card, and a couple of tries as well. So, uh, you know, a real frantic game. I mean, we were there, weren't we? It was an exciting an exciting evening there in the in the gods in that stand-all. It was yeah. really freezing as well, wasn't it, you know, for June. But, no, it was an, an exciting game, but a disappointing end to it.
1: Well, it was disappointing, Paul. And, you know, we talked about you know, how we change an attitude, how we change, you know, our mentality of club. The the last, that has happened before. I remember the whole, whole KR away uh, a couple of years ago, there was kick-off uh, and managed to cock it up and they scored, you know, on the on the belt to win the game. And, you know, like you said, other teams can deal with that. Other teams can ride that momentum and take them to victory. And it's, I think it's a matter of us learning how to, how to play in them conditions. yeah. You know, we, unfortunately, we weren't able to to get a result on on Friday night, Paul, but progress has been shown. We're in tight contests. It's just a matter of getting over the line in crucial games and crucial moments.
0: Well, yeah, if you think back you know, in, in, in previous seasons, watching Solveen over the past God knows how long, we've folded up in a lot of matches, haven't we? And really, you can't really say that this season. We've not really been hammered by anybody apart from that, that Leeds home game. We've competed in most of the matches and you know that's that's progress in itself, really, isn't it? I mean, you know, through the years we've gone into games and sort of picked, no, no disrespect to, to coaches and, and players in the past, but we've we sort of picked games, haven't we? Targeted games, and there've been certain games where you think we've just got in there to keep the score down. And I don't think you can say that about about Wattel. I think every game we we go to win, don't we? And uh, we, we proved that this season by the by the results. It's just finding that that consistency, really. And you know, what what was he was fuming wasn't he, on on Friday night, and you have to feel for him because there is so much potential there with this this side and you know it might sound like a dreamer but you look at the league now and anybody could get into that grand final if you get into the top five and we've shown that by beating the likes of Warrington and not just beating them you know Warrington and Catalan we absolutely battered them both on their own ground so they're, they're two of the top sides in the table so you've proved on your day that you can do the business so when we come up with these disappointing days, particularly that, that game at Anfield against al who are not one of the best sides in the league, they are pretty poor, aren't they? And then they go and turn us over, so if you can turn them sort of scores round, I think that's that, that's the puzzling thing at the moment, the, the inconsistency of us.
1: Yeah, you spoke to Ian Watson after the game, Paul, and this is what I have to say.
0: Coach's Corner. Right, Ian Watson joins me you must be very frustrated with your side's performance tonight yeah we were
3: embarrassed by our first half disappointed with our first half as well lacked an attitude and yeah, lacked an effort thing. in the first oh, yeah. half yeah, so.
0: is it becoming an issue the way we're starting matches because the St. Helens game he was, he was down the whole KR game at Magic Weekend and again tonight slow starts yeah, it, chasing games Yeah, yeah.
3: We're, talk, we're talking about the same things though we it's like we've just said in the change rooms there, we've been through everything, we know exactly that whole like to start and start fast as well. We knew we needed to match that or and go beyond it, um, so we needed to complete our sets and we needed to defend well. But first half, we, we didn't come here to defend, we came up played play, tick and pass, and then second half, all of a sudden, we have a little bit of an attitude change um, and we start to defend them
0: with a better team. I know in the press conference there, you've alluded to, to individuals and, and, and attitude problems. Yeah. Is that becoming a worry for you as, as a coach? Oh, you kind of always worry, worry
3: about the team and kind of the attitude of um, players coming into a game. But we'll see. Next week will tell us a big, um, will give us a big sign of what players are about individually. Um, because they need to respond
0: off the back of that that first 40 minutes weren't good enough and it needs to be a hell of a lot better than that because I suppose in the second half there, you come back into the game there's incidents yep. there there's, there's a guy sent off I mean I won't yeah. ask you about yeah. this because I couldn't really see it from where I was sat but I suppose in a way that, for you as a coach that paper's over the cracks a bit really doesn't it it makes it look like we've been in the game we probably never were
3: yeah it's like I say first half we weren't in it because we didn't want to defend second half we did we started to defend and had a little bit of a, more of an attitude about us and we're a completely different team it's like chalk and cheese completely. Um, we've, we've just got to get to grips individually that what you're doing when, you, when you're playing the game is you, you're playing for the guy next to you and you're playing for your own reputation and your own respect. And if you start dropping your standards, at the start of the season, we, we were flying. Um, we were playing real well. Everyone was kind of digging in and buying into what we spoke about. Um, and this last couple of weeks at the start of the games, it's it's took pretty blunt um, vocabulary should we say um, to change that around and it shouldn't be doing that as a rugby league player every time you go out on that field you should be playing for your teammate.
0: There was a few positives I I took from the game I mean I think Jackson Hastings chasing that lost cause coming up with a try saving tackle towards the end Yeah, We need more people doing that though uh, it can't just be Jacko chasing back
3: and scrambling on his own it can't just be Paulie Paulie turning up to take a carry off his try line I think Jacko carried a couple of times on play one (laughs) what Why are we having our halfback carry on playing? You think one?
0: sometimes, Ian, that, that certain players are waiting for the place to do the work. Pot- yeah, potentially.
3: Yeah, but today there was for dead set. There was people today who just didn't have that that effort and that attitude to go and attack it in the first half. You can say we've come to a whole team and um, a semi finalist team and a team who were getting the players back and looking really strong again, and that we've just missed out. But we've just we've just missed out because of our performance in the first half. If we perform in the first half. We win that game.
0: And I suppose you had a week off last week as well, yep. so you had yep. the extra time to prepare for the first yep. game as well.
3: We, 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 we knew what there was. We knew exactly what they were doing and what they were throwing at us today. The players were talking about it, not saying how many more times we have to. We do defensive sessions around inside shoulders and defending kicks and knowing that sneez going to be the ball into the touchline And how many times we have to practice them situations. We all knew what was coming yet we've just we've, for the first half. It's like we just lost that lost our game plan and left it at home.
0: I think I've asked you this question a few times after defeats. How do you approach the, the Wakefield game? No, I mean, it's difficult for you with a small squad. You can't really make wholesale changes, can you? So it's difficult how you yeah, use your got, pack. I think there's
3: got to be a couple on the back of that, mate. To be fair, because that's a few games now where we, we've challenged the pack to stand up. And for me, the start of the game for dead set that pack didn't stand up in the, at the start of the game. So. There needs to be something
0: changed around there. He picked up a couple of knocks tonight, I believe, as well. Ken Seal, uh, Robert Louis picked up a knock. Can I ask you the situation with Mark Flanagan? Is he still still struggling with his back? No 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 no, no,
3: no, 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 no. Flash is fit now. Flash just kind of biding his time a little bit at the moment because obviously we had Greg Burke going so well and then Tyrone McCarthy. I thought Tyrone came on today and to be fair added to us. Um could Flash be in a contention y- now? Yeah, I think we need that attitude indeed. We need that banging D as well and I think Flash generally, we've asked him um, to lead from the front by doing his D and that's what he generally did um, last year, this year, he wasn't quite right at the races at the moment and that's why he kind of lost his place but let's see if he can bring it back.
0: Isn't the players all the supporters a bit of a response next week now, the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I think
3: so. I think so, definitely. I think we we owe it to ourselves though more than anything, owe it to um, each other um, as a team. Because when you play rugby, league, your mate next to you knows whether you've cut a corner and whether you've turned up and had a dig. And I think that's the first place you start, is how much effort you're willing to put in for your teammate.
0: Thanks very much for speaking to us tonight. And see you next week, mate.
1: Coach's Corner. So, Paul, that was Ian Watson talking to himself after the game. Obviously frustrated with the result, and he'll be looking for a response on Sunday.
0: Yeah, we'll be looking for a response. Um, I've seen a few people say this week, oh, you need to start dropping players, and I think we might have touched on it there in the interview. It's difficult for Wattle to drop players because we've not got a massive squad, so you, you make wholesale changes, you're going to bring in, there's nobody there to bring in, you can't just bring in you know, the invisible man because we haven't got an academy, we've not got a reserve team, so we've, we've only got a squad of so many players and a couple of them are out injured. So, you're struggling really. I know he's added Mark Flanagan to the squad this week and a couple of other subtle changes so it might get shifted around a bit but I think what I got from Wattle was he was he was more or less I think I've, I don't know whether I put words in his mouth but it was a thing where um, I thought certain players were, were playing I'm not going to name names but other players were waiting for other players to do the work for them if you like if, if you get me get me drifting everybody's got to put the work in I mean, you can't just rely on other people to do the work for you and um, you know, that, that was the attitude I thought from that game it was like ticking pass early on we, we just wanted to do the good stuff and you can't if you want to win games you've got to bend your back you've got to do the hard graft as well
1: Yeah there is that but when, when you say obviously players were waiting are players kind of not really wanting to work to get the result or are they is it nerves are they thinking you know, you know, if, I, if we aren't able to do this you know, I'm not going to be out of, you know, probably playing Super League again because I need to be at the far, at this level to, to, to show what I'm, work, what I'm all about and is it, is it that or is it just obviously players thinking you know what he'll do all the running from there and I'll just do it when I need to do it
0: Well I think Jackson Aces is a prime example because I've noticed that this season Jackson Aces does far too much work of the, the stuff he shouldn't have to do. He shouldn't be taking the ball in on the first carry, and the, the amount of times he's tracked back this season and come up with try-saving tackles, yeah, that's great play from him, but he shouldn't be the only one who's doing that. Other people should be doing that as well, and I think sometimes he's, he's having to do other people's work, if you like, and it's taking the shine off the decent work that he shouldn't be doing, if you know what I mean. It's, it's hard to explain, really, but you know, like like carrying the ball up, he shouldn't be doing that, and, and our players sort of think, you know, he's... It's Jackson Hastings. He'll do that for me, and he'll he'll do that. So, so I don't I don't know because he just needs that support sometimes. You could play player, other players have got to step up to him and and, and play off him as well and read his game. And I don't think they do sometimes. So, like I said, we've got the we've got real potential this year. And I just hope it doesn't pass us by him, and we can put this this right. We're on a losing run of four games now, aren't we? And it's critical we get a result on Sunday. I think. And, and really uh, really bounce back and put things right.
1: Yeah, I think it is, like you said, it's a massive game Sunday, but I think being in these close contests is, is a positive for us, because like you said, you know every game, if we compete in, in every game, and you know learning from the experience and progressing, one will turn, and then when we win one, we'll win another, and we'll win another, and then obviously we start believing then in closed games, that's both on and off the field, because like I say, we've, we've had lots of games haven't we, in, in the past, what we've lost closely, um, and it's just a matter of changing that mentality it? that five minutes to go, the scores are tied, you'll think we'll get one here. And that's, that's the difference because before we thought we're not going to get one here, they're going to get one. And it's a matter of changing that mentality, innit?
0: it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, we've had, we've had a bit of consistency this season. We played really well over Easter, didn't we? We've got a good result against Warrington and then... Had a close defeat against Wigan, and then we had back-to-back wins over London and Leeds, so we have proved that we can we can get results back-to-back and, and string them together. And you've got a perfect opportunity now. We've got two home games: Wakefield and Cass, who were who the two sides directly above us in sixth and uh, fifth place. So if you could get two wins now that really set us up, you know, for, for the back end of the season and this this push for the playoffs. So it's not all lost at all, Rob. It's, it's up to us now and. At the other end of the table, you look how close it is down at the bottom now. With London winning last week, and um, Leeds got a victory as well, didn't they? So all the, the bottom sides have got, have got a win. And Wigan play Leeds tonight, so there's going to be another two points for one of them sides there. So it's getting very congested at the bottom. So we've got to make sure we keep that, that cushion away from them and don't get sucked into that, that battle at the bottom as well.
1: Yeah, looking at the uh, the stats, Paul, top tacklers. Uh, Joe Lucic with 24, Griffin with 42, uh, Daniel Murray 28. Um, you know that George Griffin 42 tackles that's, that's a massive stint isn't it
0: yeah it certainly is we, we've pointed out a few times haven't we this season about George Griffin's uh, engine if you like I think he's a, a very fit lad and works really hard doesn't he and that's something that's, that's that's come on his game over the past few years I mean you look at when he first came into the side at Salford he's, he's progressed so much he's such a, a miles better player than he was I'm not saying he was a poor player when he came but he's he's really grown as a player at Salford hasn't he and uh, you know, he, a lot of sides are after him. I believe now, aren't they, for his services for next season? So I hope we can we can keep him down because he's a you know real hard worker in the pack, and you know he's always a willing worker and does a lot of tackling. Yeah, I think I
1: think what we've done we decided to try and sort of play Griffin what he's what he's good at, which is grafting, tackling. You know, we we previously used him as like the crash ball merchant, didn't we? are trying to burst on the line and he's yeah, not, he's not he's big not enough for that, that, game. that. He's not got that. And his tank is not. He's not big enough, like you said. So you know. He's good at what he does, which is tackling and working and grafting and moving the ball up the field, um, and that's and that's why he's, you know he's picking up interest from other clubs. It says in the, in the newspapers, and that's why he's, he's picking up big big stats on the on the tackles. And you know, we'd need players like him in our team, don't we, to take us to that next level. People like him busting a gut, getting us in, into certain areas, and making a tackle that needs to be made. You know, will make the big difference.
0: Yeah, certainly. Every pack needs a player like that, don't they? A tackling machine. And we've had him before. That's a Shane Hansen years ago. People that would would work their socks off and. um you no, know, there's more other players I could name as well. Well everybody, every side needs needs a, needs a tackler like that. And uh, you know, he is. He's going to be um, be hot property for next season. I've read loads of rumours about play. I mean, if you look at the rugby league press at the moment, <laughs> there's that many rumours knocking about for every club. There's so many players that are contracts all over the league. And I don't know. There's going to be probably lots of changes. But you know, George is definitely a player we'd like to keep hold of because uh, you know he's a mainstay of our pack at the moment.
1: Yeah, don't forget though. Folks, we're, we're going to be angling for players as well, Paul. Just because oh, you know, yeah, the newspaper yeah. saying it, you know, doesn't mean it's going to happen. You know, no. who knows what might happen in the next few weeks? On, on, no, on I think, the, I,
0: think the, I think there'll be a lot of player movement. I mean, I've heard a lot of stuff in the newspapers about players who we're after, and yeah, there's a, it's going to be interesting to, to see what happens. You know, for player recruitment for next year. But uh, I'm one of them. Me, I like to just concentrate on this season because there's an awful lot to go this year, isn't there? Yet, yeah, you know, we're only just over sort of halfway through the through the season. And um, that's just the way things are now with, with players moving on and things like that. But I'm sure there'll be some good news at Salford and, and guys coming in for next year. But at the moment, we'll, hopefully we'll uh, hang on to the majority of the players we've got. Because we've got the makers of a good squad.
1: We have, we have. Top-meter makers, Paul. Uh, Inu with 119. Jones with 109. Griffin with 128. Adam Walker 113. And Jackson Asians 126. Like I say every week, Paul, it's good that you get, you get three, four, five players over 100 always a good sign that you're doing well
0: yeah it certainly is certainly is and uh, you look at there Jackson 126 metres was it I, mean, I thought he worked his, uh, his socks off on on Friday night in attack and defence again and you can't argue with that you can't argue with that commitment and uh, no it, it's funny because the stats don't lie to this sometimes and I think if we can put together a consistent eighty minutes, you know we can be a match for anybody, and we we would have won that game quite comfortably. Because in that second half, there was only only one side, in especially for that last half an hour, I think uh, they only scored the one try in the second half. Hope. So um, so yeah, it was it was a funny funny sort of game, really.
1: Yeah, frustrating. Like you say, at the end, that yeah, we knew we knew it was coming. You could feel it, and but like you said, it's just channeling that you know the energy in it and the, and the enthusiasm and the adrenaline to, you know to to you know create. Something you know to to win you the game at the end, and like you said, we, unfortunately, over spilled and we we spilled the ball, and you know all the pressure just diffuses on it. The I, whole think, I think I um, think Hull,
0: Hull sort of um, managed that game really well. I thought Max Need boss that game. You don't forget, it was a bad night. he was absolutely lagging it down, wasn't it, for for most of the game. and most of the night, and, and Max Need really kicked us to death in that second half. He was very, very conservative. The way they played, they had a they had a decent lead, didn't they? They dropped that goal with about how long was it? it was about half an hour to go. Oh, sorry, about twenty minutes to go. I think when they dropped that goal, and after that, he was kicking early in the tackle count, pinning us into touch with, with, with his kicking. And you know, when they got up to twenty nine sixteen, I think you know they, they didn't put the cue on the rat, so to speak. But they, they played really conservatively then, didn't they? As if they didn't want to, you know. They wouldn't want to chance their arm, and they just wanted to settle for that, really. And you know, you can't knock Snead for that. He's a he's a very good game manager, and uh, you know, I think they got their tactics spot on, really. I mean, if you were Hull's coach, Lee Radford, you'd just be very disappointed in the way they finished the game because they, they almost chucked it away, didn't they? So, uh, so yeah, let's just hope we can uh, put things right, Rob. Mark Snead,
1: game manager. I can hear the, the ghost of sayndo uh, whispering in the wind. <laughs> he's very good at
0: that, though. He's yeah? he's, an, he's an excellent player. I mean, I listened to. Um, Talked about two's commentary last night, Mark Wilson and Gary Schofield really very very interesting commentary as well last night. I really enjoyed it, and um, they were saying about Snead last night. He must have been phenomenal again. He's kicking. Um, I think they scored a couple of tries in the second half, kicking for that Jake Connor, and he sounded like had a, a great game. So, like I said before, they're no mugs all. So sometimes perhaps we're a bit hard on ourselves. Oh, we we we, we got to beat at all, but they're not a bad side, are they? So, you know, sometimes you've got to. You've got to hats off to the other side if they're a better team than you on the night. And I think Hull well, are—they're going to be up there challenging, aren't they? In that, that top three or four, I'd expect them to finish in the top five anyway. So they're not going to be hard to beat on their own ground.
1: I think what I think what it is, like you say, Ian Watson, he does talk about playing percentages and playing the sets out, and you know, kicking deep and, and trying to force an But that's the the kind of standard thing in rugby league. Some teams do better than others. For me, I think it's us what we struggle with, is kind of reading it and thinking, when do you play percentages and when do you, when, do you, when do you go for broke and that, and that's the kind of like thing that I wonder sometimes, for example, where Bibby makes a break and he offloads, it he kind of flicks it you know kind of throws it over his shoulder and doesn't look at where the runners are, and they intercept it. If he just chooses that bit of you know calmness and looks around and finds the runner, then he, we go and you know we go under the post and the game changes doesn't it Paul? It's just little incidents like in games that make the big difference. Uh, and some teams just are able just to kind of slow the frame down in the middle of all the action and figure out where the best where the best play is and I think that, as a team, we struggle individually yeah we have, we have people who can have, you know have that ability to to pick the right pass at the right moment, uh, but as a team, I just think we 're learning that uh, and hopefully you know who knows twelve months down the line we, we could be there
0: yeah definitely that 's what it 's all about and you look at the the way sides play, look at St. Helens at the top of the table, the way they back up. The, I mean, they're a good side, great side, um, but they, they do the basics right, don't they? they? They tackle well, they'll complete the sets, they know when to play it, they know when to be conservative, and that's how you've got to be. You've got, it's an old saying, and I know you always laugh when we say game management, but that's how you win games, that's how you win championships. Look at Wigan last season, they weren't flash. And I mean, if you'd have, you'd have looked at the lead table halfway through last year, I mean, I remember saying to my dad, we are bobbins. They they look really poor, blah, blah, blah. They went on and won the grand final and I don't think they did anything out of the ordinary. They just played that percentages game, didn't they? And, you know, sometimes that can be enough to to win you, you know, go on a big long run of matches when you've got that quality of player in your team. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, He's up very grabs now at the moment. I'm, I'm excited about the, the remainder of the season. because I still think there's a lot of games there to be won and we've got quite a few home games. I think we've only got five away games left now, so we've got seven at home, I think, if we've done a match. Right? So, and a lot of those home games are winnable games as well, aren't they, against sides in and around us? So um, it's going to, be, uh, going to be a really exciting finish to the season.
1: It is, Paul, it is. Uh, I've got uh, some three-word match reports from man of the matches uh, from the people who went on uh, on Friday night. Uh, Paul said, slow start again. His man of the match is Paulie Paulie. Uh, Colin Wilson the nearly team is man of match with Tyrone McCarthy uh, Bob Sutton sluggish first half um, and Richie B complete, competing but losing I think that's they're all kind of fair assessments to, to the game on, on Friday we are we we are nearly there Paul we're not too far away um, it's just a matter of you know getting that extra 5% because that 5% turns a, a loss into a win
0: yeah, he's it, starting the games. I don't understand why we keep starting slow and on the back foot. We've got to step up at the start of the matches and you know come into these games, you know, with that right that right, right, right attitude from the word go. You can't afford to let teams get on top of you and get in front of you, especially the way the modern game is now. Teams get a bit of a roll and it's very hard to to get back into matches. And we we've done that the last sort of three or four games now, and we, we've done well to get back in the games and you know especially the Saints game, you know, sixteen nil down there and we looked like we was in for a right towel didn't we and. We come back and you know come back and score 30 unanswered points. So, so yeah, I think if we can start start the game and a consistent 80 minute performance for me, I think we've got a big win in us. I really do. I think we've got a, you know the the, the makings of, of really battering somebody. And I'm hoping that's going to be this Sunday against Wakefield. And know they're on a poor run of form as well. But I think if we can click and uh, we can all put a, a good good 80 minutes in, we can do what we did to Catalan away from home. We can we can really wipe the floor with somebody. So I'm hoping that's going to be this week.
1: This is true. I think we've got a win in us, Paul, but, you know, as a as a team, as a club, I think it's important, We if we do click, that we win a game that's close rather than a, an hammering. Because, obviously, that we beat someone, put 30 40 on them, 40 or 40 points on somebody, yeah, everyone just a big sigh of relief that, yeah, you know, we, we finally clicked. But then, next week, when we're in another, another close game, we've not learned how to win a game like that. You know what I mean? So, if we're going to win, if, and if it's a close game, then that'll be great. Obviously, I'll take a forty-point win if, if that comes up, but I think it's important that we win one of these close ones, just as a mental thing that we can we can kick on and we can win a game like that.
0: Yeah, we won a few close games this season, aren't we? The, the away game at OK, I was a tight one, won it twenty-four 20, when twenty. We we come back to win that one, so we have we have shown we can we can win those close games. But I, I know I get what you're saying, but at the moment, I settle for any sort of win against Wakefield, whether it's a close one-point or a golden point or or well, we put 40 points past them I think it's just important that we that we get that result because looking at the other scores and other fixtures this weekend we could get dragged a bit further down the table if we, if we get beat and other scores go against us so uh, it's going to be an exciting weekend definitely because there could be a lot of movement on the league table this, this the next couple of days
1: Yep yeah, so that's uh, a look back at the whole defeat and next up on the, the, the Devil in a detail podcast uh, we'll look at all the big news coming out of South Red Devils this week Devil. So Paul, all the big news coming out of South Red Devils this week. Players coming, players going. Uh, Paulie Paulie returns to Wakefield um, after his loan spell, and Junior South comes back uh, into our squad. Um, Paulie Paulie, fantastic last few weeks. Scored some big tries, made a big difference. Sorry to see him go, really.
0: Yeah, I am because I think Wakefield are going to reap the benefits of him now. We seem to have got him into into a, like a period of fitness, don't we? He looks a lot fitter than he did when he came. He's you know, been playing big minutes for us as, as well. It's a shame now because he'll be going back to Wakefield and I presume he'll probably play against us now on on, on Sunday. So, I'm hoping Junior Sal is going to be the same sort of effect for us. He's, he's played there for Wakefield. He's got some game time under his belt. So I'm hoping he's going to come back raring to go. I know he's in the squad for, for this Sunday. But uh, no, I'm sorry to see Paulie Paulie go really. I know Matty Aschers has got injured at, at Wakefield so... I presume Chris Chester's called him back so he can he can sort of slot him in into the pack there for uh, for Matty Ashers. But uh, but no, he's he's done really well, hasn't he? And he's a very very powerful man, and scored a couple of tries for us as well. So uh, he's been a good good asset in the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah yeah, we're gonna miss him. But obviously Junior South has returned to the squad. Uh, you know, he's been playing at Wakefield like you said, um, and he's going to add competition to that that back uh, back four back five.
0: Yeah certainly, and he's a wholehearted player, isn't he, Junior South? And he's probably one of our Longest serving players now. I think he's been at Salford in, about four or five or six seasons now, I think, and you no, know, very consistent player. And he's been lucky this season to be in and out of the team. And you know, we've had, um, had Jake Bibby there keeping him out of the side. You had Chris Weller and then Kristen Inu come in, so he, we've done all right in the centre positions. And we've not really had any injuries in that position either, apart from the injury Ed Chamberlain got. So, uh, so he has, he's found it. his opportunities hard to come by, Junior. But if he can get in the side this weekend, I don't think he'll let you down. I think he's raring to go now. You know Whether that um, load spell at Wakefield is giving him, give him a, a new lease of life, hopefully, and we'll get him firing on all cylinders because he's a dangerous player on his day, isn't he? A very powerful player as well. And uh, you know, It's going to be strange if he plays against Wakefield this week and Paulie Paulie plays against us. It's going to be a strange scenario for him both.
1: It is. I suppose, like you said, both have had time away from the clubs. You know, Both clubs now you know, getting back a player that have that tasted playing somewhere else. Kind of depends how that how that works out. Now will they think, well, I better get back to solve because a few, wasn't me wasn't my cup of tea, uh, or or will it be? I'll you know I'll just keep plodding on uh, and see where it goes. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how how Junior now reacts to that uh, and whether he'll get a game, whether Ian Watson will throw him straight back in. Um, we'll have to wait and see, won't we, Tom?
0: Yeah, we will. I, I would have thought. I'm not so sure on, on the squad in the injury situation. I know Ken Seal picked up that as I said before, in that match, and uh, he won't be playing will he at the weekend, but. I would have thought, you know, Chris Wellem Will he be in the side? Will it be Weller and Inu in the centres, or will we see Junior Sal I don't really know. Would Sal come in for for Chris Wellem because Inu's the goal kicker now, isn't he? So you're probably going to see Inu playing in the side, and all is in the squad. So I would have thought. Durella coming for, uh, for Ken Theo. We've got Greg Johnson there as well, who, who made the 19-man squad, but then made the 17. So there's options there for Ian Watson. Oh, Mark Flanagan's come back into the side as well, hasn't he? So there's a chance he could come back in there. But it'll be interesting to see his, his selection on Sunday, definitely.
1: Yeah, it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be a great day on Sunday, Father's Day. Paul, lots going on at the stadium. Um, obviously, on a big Lowry Day. Um, entertainment uh, before the game with, uh, with dancers, uh, the circus workshop as well before the game. Arts and crafts. Superb family occasion. Hopefully, you know the people of Salford will be energized and want to come watch the game.
0: Yeah, I hope so, mate. And I hope we get a bit of decent weather as well because June's just been a complete washout up to now, hasn't it, I think he's just chucked it down every day. So let's hope we get a bit of decent weather and uh, and yeah, it'd be nice to play on a Sunday as I said before. And earlier uh, in the show, we've not played an home game now since so about the third of May. I think when we played Leeds, so it's it's well over a month since our last the uh, last home game. So I'm hoping it's going to be a really good atmosphere on uh, on Sunday. And as you said, Father's Day as well. Let's hope we get some families down and we uh, can all celebrate a good day and a good win.
1: Yeah, they're doing a bit of promotion um, for the, for the game as well. People are, are dropping flyers around the the city of Salford. The club are asking for help if anyone can assist them, um, you know, dropping leaflets out to through doors and you know to people. I think it's a good thing. Obviously, getting out was outside the bubble, Paul, um, and hopefully, you know, it'll result in a big crowd on Sunday. Even if obviously it doesn't result in a big crowd, it's just about building our you know profile in the city and letting people know we're there. Because obviously, sometimes you look at the the attendance and you think, oh, it's only three, it's only three and a half, still a lot of people, and it's something to grow on.
0: Yeah, of course it is, yeah, you can can only do your best, can't you, and you've got to keep telling people about, and you've got to keep working hard, and people will then make their own minds up, whether they want to come or not, but, as long as you're doing your job, and, and telling them, and advertising things, and, we can only do that. We can't sort of handcuff people and force them to go to the game, can we? So, if we give them the opportunity and, uh, and they come, that's all, all well and good. But I'm hoping so, like a Sunday as well. It's For me, it's better than a Friday night. I think you, you've got more chance of getting a good crowd on Sunday and I'm sure Wakefield though, will bring a good little following with them as well because they're doing well and look at the league table. You, you Two sides who are challenging for the playoffs. So, so really, you know, two sides that play good rugby league as well and The the... Um, They fixed you early in the season between us, it was a cracking game. So I'm hoping people turn up on Sunday and uh, they won't be disappointed.
1: Yeah, and there's a special offers on the drinks as well £3.50 for lagers, Guinness, and Cider. Uh, You know, hopefully lots of uh, beers will be flowing. Don't forget to drink responsibly, but hopefully the fans will uh, be in good voice come Sunday. £3.50 a
0: pint, is it? £3.50 a pint,
1: yeah.
2: Not cheap, is it? No, well, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's,
1: not, it's not super cheap, but it's, it's you know, compared to some um, football grounds, you can do £4, £5 a pint, can't you?
0: Yeah, I believe so, yeah. You can at football stadiums, can't you? Yeah, I've noticed that. I don't really drink. I can't remember the last time I had an alcoholic drink watching so far. It's a long time ago, anyway. It might be been like at the Willows days, but no, I believe so, yeah. So £3.50 is probably, uh, probably about right these days, isn't it?
1: All right, lots of people, will take that off for us, I'm sure. Um, other news, Paul, uh, our local, one of our local uh, amateur sides, Salford City Roosters, uh, have received a grant uh, from the Rugby World Cup uh, 2021, Paul, £377,863 to help promote uh, Rugby League in the local area. Fantastic for the club um, and fantastic for Rugby League.
0: Yeah, it certainly is. It's fantastic for rugby league in the city and uh, you know South City roos is a hacking community club aren't they as well and doing all right this this, uh, this season. They got a good result at the, at the weekend just gone so uh, so yeah, that's gonna be great. That's gonna be great to help build their club. I don't know exactly know what the plans are and how they're gonna gonna use the money, but you know, it's a it's a great coup for them, isn't it, really? And uh, you know, hopefully they can they can use Salford City Roosters ground as a bit of a training base for the World Cup because that would be great. That if you could get some uh, international rugby league players down there, I'm sure there's going to be all sorts of things in the pipeline. But I, I heard that news the other day, and uh, I bet everybody down there, at the Roosters, is absolutely thrilled by that because it's excellent news and uh, really exciting.
1: Yeah, the grant has been awarded to help more people play rugby league at grassroots level in the northwest, and it'll also fund the new club's community clubhouse, which is fantastic. And the the grant. Award as the matched pound per pound per pound by joint funding from the club itself, Salford City Council, Boost Charity, Salford Community Leisure, and for Housing to help make the Roosters' plans plans a reality. So it's it's really exciting that like I say the club has got this injection of cash and you know it, their profile is going to grow uh, with that in it. So it's uh, super exciting for everyone.
0: Well, certainly because yeah, they're playing at a good standard. Anyway, the Roosters and. Um... The National Conference League, and this could be just a the boost they need now. You know, for facilities and things like getting more people playing the sport. And who knows, in a couple of years' time, we might be able to see them in the, in the National Conference Premier League. So there's some great sides in the in, in that sort of grassroots level of the, of the game, so really excited for them now. And uh, hopefully, they can, this can boost them up to the next level. But if it gets more people playing Rugby League within the city, that helps everybody, not just the Roosters, that can help all the other community sides. and And help us as well at Salford, so uh, no, it's exciting times, and I think it's it's the boost that the uh, the the community clubs in in the city needed.
1: Yeah, and also the the planning, Paul, uh, an ex players reunion barbecue, family type event uh, on the sixth of July. Uh, I'm sure more details will come out nearer the time, but you know it's things like that you know help build our rugby community by getting people who were once involved in rugby back into the fold, and then grows and grows from there, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, it certainly does, and there's some some cracking players come through. um, so that's all for City Roosters, the old old Eccles players and that. So uh, I'm sure that'll be be worth uh, worth going to if uh, you used to play. But I'm sure you'll have a good day. But you know if we hear anything more about that, we'll, we'll let everybody know as they plan that further down the line.
1: Yep, yep. So that's all uh, the big news coming out of Salford uh, Red Devil this week. Next up on the Devil Detail, we'll look forward to our amateur report and see what we've been up, with, what our teams have been up to this week.
0: right well here is this week's Devil in the Detail Amateur Report and we shall start off this week as we usually do with the National Conference Leagues some mixed results for our sides this week Egremont Rangers beat Rochdale Mayfield by 32 points to 6 in the Premier Division Saddleworth Rangers though in Division 1 came up with a good result they beat Mighton Warriors by 26 points to 20 at home on Saturday in the Oldham Derby this was a cracking match Oldham St. Anne 6 Waterhead Warriors 35 it finished in the end Waterhead running away in the second half 13 points to nil at half time so a big result there Salford City Roosters came with a fantastic win though they beat Millham by 30 points to 4 the try is coming from George Kemp who grabbed the hat-trick Jordan Parker scored a try and kicked three goals Matt Gilligan and Paul Morgan went over for the other try so a a good result there for the Roosters the fixtures for this weekend in the Premier Division Saturday the 15th of June 2 o'clock kickoff. Thornhill Trojans play Rochdale Mayfield in Division 1 it's Milford against Saddleworth Rangers Division 3 Hunslet Warriors are at home to Salford City Roosters Oldham St. Anne's play Drillington and Waterhead Warriors are at home to heweth we're well, moving on to the northwest men's league there's quite a lot of no results this weekend just gone so i don't know whether they were affected by by the rain or the weather but on saturday the 8th of june in the northwest cup it was stato heath crusaders a 30 oldham st Anne's a 16 And in the North West Shield, it was Bolton Mets 20, Blackpool Scorpions 48. The fixtures for this weekend start on Friday night. Division 5, Bolton Mets play Galbourne Parkside. In the Premier Division on Saturday, it is Rochdale Mayfield 8 against Shevington Sharks. Division 1, Folly Lane are at home to Sprigg and St Cuffputs. Division 2, Langwith Reds play Berry Broncos. Division 4, Blackpool Scorpions play Caddy's Ed Rhinos and Rochdale Cobras play the North Wales Crusaders A, run corner at home to Saddleworth Rangers A and in Division 5 it's Higginshaw against Blackpool Stanley. Well a couple of weeks ago we mentioned the President's Cup which involves the UK Armed Forces, England Universities and the Great Britain Police and the Great Britain Teachers. Well the UK Armed Forces have won the competition, they played 3-1-3, the fixtures uh, for this week just gone, last Wednesday it was, the UK Armed Forces beat the England University by 24 points to 20 and the Great Britain Police beat the England, sorry, Great Britain Teachers by 30 points to 60 and those games are played at the Sheffield Hallam University Stadium. So the UK Armed Forces finishing top three from three, England University is coming second, Great Britain Police followed by the Great Britain Teachers. Well as we mentioned last week, the 1895 Cup, there was a few games played in midweek last Wednesday because of the Challenge Cup Barrow Raiders beat Bradford Bulls by 50 points to 6 to progress through to the quarter finals, Halifax were beaten at home to Sheffield Eagles by 52 points to 8 and Widnes Vikings beat Featherstone Rovers by 22 points to 16 so Barrow, Sheffield and Widnes will go into the quarter finals draw which is going to be made this Friday on BBC Radio Leeds and they'll be joined by Doncaster Batley, Dewsbury, Lee and York, so the last 8 is Doncaster Batley, Dewsbury, Lee, York Witness Vikings, Sheffield Eagles and Barrow Raiders. So as soon as we get the draft for that, we'll let you know about that next week. Because don't forget that the winners, the two sides in the final of that, get to play at Wembley after the Challenge Cup final. So that's going to be a, a real uh, chance for players in the lower leagues to play at Wembley. So that's all I've got for you this week. I shall see you on Sunday for Salford Red Devils fixture against Wakefield Trinity Wildcats. Take care. Uh, Sorry, Wakefield Trinity, as they call them now, not the Wildcats. Take care, see you soon.
1: Well, that was Paul's amateur report looking at all the amateur scene and next up we're going to be looking forward to the Wakefield game on Sunday
2: it's time for the it's detailed... three-man, three-man.
1: so Salford Devils faced Wakefield Trinity on Sunday at the A.J. Bell Stadium massive game for Salford uh, winnable game at home against Wakefield just a matter of starting well and getting the job done
0: hey, So it is a massive game Rob in the in the context of the season I think uh, as I said before about the league table I don't want to look at league table and stats and things like that but we're two points behind Wakefield so a victory would take us above them. we've got a miles better points difference than them 50 odd better than them so a victory give us 16 points and put you two behind Casts, and we play Cass next week so this time next week we could be looking towards that that top five, you know, two wins would get us in that top five, we've got a better points and Cass as well, so these are two massive games now, you know, these, these these two games, for me, it's a crossroads in the season now, you know, you win these two, you're right back in that, that playoff mix, you're losing both and, you know, God knows what's going to happen because uh, it's very tight in the bottom as well, so, We've really got to go into that game switched on. You know, there's a good Salford connection at Wakefield as well, isn't there? Ben Jones, Bishop, and Craig Copjet playing for them there. So uh, Matty Asher as well, I know he's injured at the moment. But it's going to be it's going to be an exciting game. You know, Wakefield, as I said before, are on a struggling run. They've lost four, and they bounce the same as us. So something's got to give on on Sunday. Um, they're going to be a, a loser. So we've just got to make sure we start well and, and we get this result. It's a massive game.
1: Yeah, I suppose every season there's also always a moment, isn't there? Where it turns either well or it doesn't. I think, like you said, these next two games, it's part of that part of that process. You know, we're on a journey here, aren't we, at Salford? And I, I just think if we can get over that little lump that we we seem to hit most seasons that we can't get over, and we get over it this time, we, we could be on for a top four, top five finish, and it's it's just a matter of of getting that big win, just that one win, which then makes the players start believing that they you know it's it's going to happen. Um, and I'm hoping to start against Wakefield on Sunday.
0: Well, it's momentum now, Rob, for me. Like I said, there it's two wins and you, you'll be in that top five um, going into the back end of the season then. So we've got Wakefield and Cass. You could be fifth place and the week after we play Wigan. So how good would that be to go to Wigan? Knowing we're in fifth place, we've got two good wins under our belt. And the way they're playing at the moment, they're up and down. So you don't know, you've you just got to build confidence. It'll snowball, won't it? You've got to get on that, that winning run now and you've got to take it each game as it comes you can't be looking at the cast game you can't be looking at the Win game it's just focus on that, that Wakefield game get our attitude right come into that game like we played at Warrington and like we did at Catalan you know throw the ball about and, and cause them problems and I'm sure we've got in our tank to, to win that game we know we have I mean look at the way we played at Saints you know the other week we've, we've got the quality to cause anybody problems you know Hastings and Louis we've got that cutting engine levels you know, in there Joe Willisick playing really well the spine of our side He's good and, you know, let's not take anything away from Wakefield. Wakefield, they're a good team. You know, they've got some good half-backs in, in Miller and Danny Bruff. You know, some some clever players as well, a rough set forward. So, they're, they're going gonna, to gonna be hard to beat. You know, they, they've they been a bit like us this season. They've had some close defeats and some tight, tight defeats as well. And we're disappointing last week. They got beat 10-0 at home to, to Leeds last weekend. So, that's a really disappointing result for them. So, they're, they're going to be looking to bounce back from that. Chris Chester, like Ian Watson a He's a good young British coach, isn't he? And uh, you no, know, it's going to be interesting to see how how the two coaches approach this game and, and who can out out coach each other on on Sunday because you know they both going to have their own game plan and uh, I'm sure Ian Watson's going to have uh, something up his sleeve for this one.
1: Yeah, they've got some big units, haven't they? Keegan, Hurst, like you said, Jack, Sherman, plenty of goal forward, isn't there in that, in that Wakefield uh, team? And you know Ian Watson talked about his forward pack not performing in that first half. I think it's I think that's a challenge laid down in it. For our forwards now to to say go on go out and give Wakefield a bloody nose and, and we'll go from there.
0: Yeah, certainly they've they've got a lot of pace in the team as well. Ben Jones Bishop, Ryan Hampshire's been playing at fullback. You've got that Reese Lynn, who's a decent player. You, Tyler Randall always seems to play well against us. The the, the hooker, you have Anthony England and there, Bachelor, the young second rower. So they have they've got some they've got some good young players as well. So you know, they're, they're a good they're a good side, Wakefield. And, they've done really well this season haven't they apart from the last month or so when they've really took a bit of a dip in form you know went a bit of a losing run because at the start of the season they were, they were setting the pace at the top of the table so they're, they're like I said they're at a crossroads as well they're, they're looking over the shoulder now and don't want to get pulled into that, that bottom half they want to be up there in the, the top five and many tipped them for that top five at the start of the season so here's we got to, to be switched on we've got to watch Danny Brough as well you know what he's like he'll be be bossing the game, and being the referee's hero, oh, won't he, Myer? And so we've got to we've got to keep him quiet, and uh, you know, play our own game. It'll be interesting to see that tussle between Bruff and, and Jackson Hastings. I'm sure I'm sure them two are going to have a few cross words on on Sunday, and uh, they'll be each other's throat all the game long. But they know, there's some interesting uh, battles in the you know in the forwards as well. Craig Copjack coming back to the AJ Bell. I'm sure he'll be looking to impress as well. So it's going to be a good game.
1: Yeah, I thought the farm, map the farm kind of the same two uh, two wins in the last six for both. Um, like you said, it comes to a crucial part of the season where, you know, you you win and then that kicks your season again. And, you know, we've been here before, haven't we, Paul? Season after season where we get to a point where we need to kick on. And I'm just hoping sometimes that the players get a bit nervous and, and don't don't really perform. And I'm hoping this isn't one of their moments. I'm hoping that the boys, you know, kick on, you know, put the right, you, right a few wrongs and secure the two points on Sunday.
0: Yeah, definitely pivotal. As I said, to get a good start in the game, get off on that front foot and, uh, and just just build, just build build the, build the result, and that's what we've got to do. We can't afford to start it slow and going behind, and especially at home as well, because our home form has been pretty poor this season, hasn't it? And I think we've only won is it two games. We've won two games at home. Haven't we? We've won five away and two at home, so two wins at home is a poor return so far. So I think the the players owe it to themselves and they owe it to the supporters, don't they, Ray? The it a good performance and. Uh, don't send us home with a victory but we are gonna have to work for it it's, it's not going to be easy it's going to be a really tough game
1: yeah it's going to be really really tough um, give us your score prediction on
0: all the game. well I've said it I've just said to myself yeah, it's going to be really really tough and I've backed us to win by quite a big score to be honest, I'm probably really okay. very cautious me aren't I but no I'm going for uh, I think we'll get it right someday. I really do I think we're going to win 34 points to
1: 16 34-16 I'm going to go it's going to be a close game again erm um, going to be... You said What's the weather going to be like. We've, asked, we've got to talk about the weather. What's the weather going to be it's like. I think it's going to rain, isn't
0: it? Is it? It's just done nothing but rain on it recently. It's absolutely terrible. So it's going to be a
1: forward battle down the middle. Ian Watson puts a flea in. Everyone's here. Everyone's fired up. Big, big meat is made by our forward pack. Hastings and Louis pulling the strings behind. Um, I'm going for a close game, though. I'm going to go... So for a Devils 25, Wakefield 23.
2: you dropping the goal.
1: Hastings um, from about thirty yards out, slight angle mm-hmm. to win, kick into the uh, the south stand.
0: I don't, I don't know if to change my predict- You can't really change it. Now, I'll give it a. <laughs> I'm just thinking about, I'm just thinking about the weather and that. I'm thinking perhaps there's not going to be a lot of points in this game. It's going to be like a twelve ten or a twelve six or something like that. But I don't know. You don't know in, the, in, that, in that bad weather at the AJ Bell that it can be a bit of a sticky pitch well the pitch is always in great condition but you think back a few years ago it chucked it down against Castleford and we beat them 13-12 didn't we so is it going to be one of the, one of those sorts of games with not a lot of chances in I'll have to stick with me 34-16 you never know the weather might change changes every day it's so not that'd the summer
1: <laughs> well I think that's, it's the kind of game that we it, that's the kind of game we need to win because obviously we look back you know with history you know we seem to sort of drop off don't we or, or get nervous yeah. and it, and. You know, these are the games that make take you from, let's say, ninth to fifth or fourth. You win these yeah. kind of games, that catapults you up the league. When you look back at the season and you go through the the fixture list and you say, Oh, we we should have won then, should've won then, should've won then, you add them together, that gives you that six point, eight point margin, doesn't it? So if you're looking if we're gonna look forward to you know, turn to a club that's that's going in the right direction you you need to win this kind of game to catapult yourself up into the top half, top four, top five of the Super League. So then you get used to playing in that kind of uh, environment. So it's, I think it's massively important Sunday. Obviously disappointing that we couldn't finish a job at Ulsy, but I'm sure the boys have learned from that and we'll go against uh, go again against Wakefield on Sunday at home. Yeah, like you said, we've only won is it two in two in seven or two in five? Uh, you know at at home so far, but the tide's got to turn soon, hasn't it? The tide has got to turn and I'm sure it will start in Sunday.
0: Um, I don't think it's got to turn, has it? I mean, we could carry on losing every week, we? but you'd like to think it would, would turn. Yeah, you, you would do, yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, before the form's good away from home. Five wins already this season. It's, it is, it's two out of seven. Um, five defeats at home and two victories, so, I'd like to think we can get a result against Wakefield, definitely. But as I said before, it's not going to be an easy game. It's going to be a difficult one. But you, you think we, we're we're going to react now after that whole game last week? You know, despite it only being three points, Ian Watson wasn't happy with that, and I think he let the players know about that. Um, I think I think they got an ear bashing, not just at half-time, but at full time as well. And I think they've got an ear bashing in training this week. I think he he wants them to to react now, and you would expect the players to react to that, wouldn't you? You know, there's this pride on the line there, isn't it? The players don't want to be getting beat every week and they don't want to hear bashing off the coach every week. So I'd be expecting a, a reaction from Salford this this Sunday and uh, expecting to come out firing on all cylinders from from the word go.
1: Yeah, it's a test. That's what it is. It's a test of their, you know, mental strength. It's a test of their, you know, physical ability. A
0: test but of the character, it's, yeah, I think. Yeah,
1: a test of the character. Like you said, it, it's just, it's just this is these are the games. If you want to be in that top four, you win. Top four, top five, you win these games. And that's why... Cafferford are always there. That's why Hull are always there because they cause beat teams around them like this. So, if we want to get up there, we've got we've got to win games. We've got to turn. The tide has to turn of starting Sunday. Certainly does. So, that's the end of this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. Another good show, Paul. Another pop up.
0: Yeah, enjoyed it. We, we need to start doing it at the start of the week, don't we? So, we're not <laughs> rushing as much. <laughs> well, uh, it's been a busy few weeks, hasn't it? So,. Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get it boxed off uh, uh, we'll have to get it boxed off earlier next week because we play next Friday don't we so yeah. we'll have to do an early week one I think next week but yeah I'm looking forward to Sunday mate and I'll uh, look forward to seeing you there
1: yeah big thanks to Tunes this week's uh, Devil in Detail podcast I've been Rob Parkinson you can find us on Facebook Devil in Detail SRD you can find us on Twitter at DITDSRD and you can find us on Soundcloud iTunes and Radio Contact so thanks for listening and we'll see you next week